What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today, it's just you and I. So um, I'll just be having a conversation with myself, and I'll be pretending that you're sitting here with me, uh, listening to what I have to babble about. Um, we we did expect we were going to have um, Allie Good and Alan Bamberger. Bomberger? I think that's how you say I don't know if it's a bam or a bomb. Uh, Bomberger uh, from San Francisco. They were going to do the show today. Um, but I found out yesterday that producer Lex's grandfather passed away. Um, our condolences go out to uh, him and his family. Lex is on his way up north now to take care of the family and, and go to the funeral and, and do all those things. Um, so our uh, our thoughts and uh, sympathies go out to produce Lex and his family. We just are coming off the 24-hour podcast, which I'd like to talk to you guys a little bit about. If you uh, Obviously, there wasn't a show last week, so the reason being this 24-hour podcast. Um, I talked about it a lot, and I posted on my Facebook and my Twitter and everything. Um, but if you don't know, we, and when I say we, I mean uh, a large group of podcasters, semi-associated via the Death Squad network and all those podcasts, um, a group of people who were listening to that stuff, um, all decided to kind of form a bond based around their own podcasts. And I, I feel uh, loosely associated with those guys. They're all sort of my friends now. The The basis of the show, uh, our pal and fellow uh, podcaster, lost his home to fire uh, the, the evening, the night after Christmas. So like, it was like four in the morning. Uh, his house caught on fire. He smelt it. It was actually, he lived in a duplex and the, the other duplex caught on fire i don't know maybe it was electrical fire or something um so he basically lost everything no insurance uh no no way to kind of get back up on his feet except for struggle crazy hard so his friends and particularly our mutual friend ray taylor who is a san diego podcaster and artist who was just on the last episode he does a show called the Inspired Disorder Podcast, and they did a 24-hour podcast last year in response to Hurricane Sandy. There was a few families that they knew out there who could use some assistance, so they raised a ton of money for them and and sent it out. So when when everybody found out about what happened to Yuck, what they decided was to do another 24-hour podcast and raise funds to help him out. So we did that. Uh, there was a number of different podcast hosts, people who host their own shows, uh, took over three-hour chunks, and except for Ray. Ray had to stay up all night. Luckily, I, I couldn't do it. I can't even... It's been so long since I've stayed up a full 24 hours, particularly without drugs that make you stay awake. I've talked about my LSD use and psychedelic use before on the show. Uh, th- those are one of the the only things that uh, really have ke- been able to keep me up all night. But then the crash is terrible. But I assume the same thing about cocaine and methamphetamines. I've I've never fucked with uh, any of those things, which I guess would probably be surprising to some people that I've never even once even tried cocaine. 
that's just me. I like weed. Speaking of weed, I've been, I tried to like cut back a little bit. I got this cough that's been going around and I'm hacking up all this phlegm and shit, but it's all like, it's like snot. It's fucked up. I think everybody has the same sort of cough right now, or at least the flu that fucks you up. It's weird. I don't feel bad or sick at all. I just, my lungs are fucked up. Uh, so I went and tried to take some Chiba chews. Actually, uh, I, I got some from a dispensary two quad dose so it's supposed to be four you know four pieces of this chocolate you could take it four times and be able to use it but my body is so immune to taking thc via the edible form that it literally has little to no effect like it i would say that it has the same effect as like let's say an aspirin after you take a headache like you notice a little bit of change but nothing happens uh, so I had to get some weed today, but I'm, I'm trying to get this cough gone and I'm, I'm going to take it easy, not smoke very much. And also I'm trying to compete in jujitsu, uh, tournament this next month and the month after that. So I'm trying to get these lungs in shape, but anyway, back to the 24 hour podcast, we ended up raising as of ne- the last time I checked, it was just over $9,000, which is absolutely amazing um it's it's really great to see a group of people come together and be able to implement such change in one person's life um with very little effort you know like for me my my chunk of the 24-hour podcast what i did was basically hit up all the or i put out you know, some Facebook posts and some Twitter posts and hit up people who were, who have been guests on the live free podcast. And it's, it's amazing. The artistic community is always so generous. And, you know, a lot of these people who are so generous with their, with their time and effort, um, are also don't have a lot of time or money or, you know, it, it, it means something more somehow. As opposed to like some rich person writing a check or whatever, uh, which is which is just as good. The the outcome is the same. So what we ended up doing, I got a bunch of art and prints, and I actually I had a GoPro. Uh, what else? A, t- a ton of stuff. A bunch of coffee. Uh, the guys from Caveman Coffee sent in stuff. All my art friends who who responded uh, did so gleefully. Gleefully. I don't think I've ever used the word gleefully. It's ridiculous. But they were they were extremely happy to help. And I want to give a big shout out and thanks to all, everyone who donated and who also, you know, gave something of their time and effort in terms of art or prints or, you know, a product or whatever. So thank you guys. We, we basically helped a guy who, a guy and his son who were, sort of stuck with nothing you know he has family and, and he's staying in his parents basement until they can get into the place get all the money organized and, and do what they need to do and he's actually made a, a uh you know he keeps made it very aware that he plans to also pay this forward in any way he knows how he, he had talked about if you know let's say he doesn't need all the funds that were raised to get back on his feet he said he is willing to put it back into another account, and if something came up for somebody within this community, it goes back into this fund. And it goes to show, like, 
I talked about this on the 24-hour podcast, and what it shows is that we can help each other. Like, we sort of find ourselves in this very competitive world uh, in the capitalistic sort of system. I'm not trying to make any anti-capitalistic remarks with this, but I think just the nature of it shows that we we become more competitive and less cooperative. Um, But somehow, when we find common struggle or uh, compassion for somebody's uh, plight or struggle, you know, somebody that we, it's usually somebody that we know, right? There's not as much compassion for the people that we don't know in our circle, which is a natural human part of our brain evolution. Um, But what it shows is that we don't necessarily, we don't, imagine if our insurance companies were us, you know, like that's what it feels like. So an insurance company is charging you X amount of dollars, you know, marketing, trying to get as much money out of you as possible without giving any back, you know, because unless something very dramatic happens. So what is it that we is, you know, maybe it's a better system, but it almost feels more heartfelt and less like business like when a community comes together and helps one of their own. And so it, it really like made my heart smile. Is that a thing? Do people say heart smiles? What kind of teeth my heart would have? I bet they'd have fangs. Like a vampire. Um, I was happy to be able to take part in it. Um, thank you, Ray, for having me and Lex be a part of this episode. Um, I called in a bunch. You can find them now. They're all on... Ray Taylor's Vimeo, or just go over to, I think, inspireddisorder.com, click on the podcast link there, and you can find all those episodes. The, there's 24 hours of shit to listen to, so it's pretty uh, it's pretty serious. Um, during my, I, I think my episode is the 7th, part 7. It was the 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. chunk on Wednesday. Uh, Burt Kreischer called in. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe called in. And yeah, so it was it was a really good time. If you guys want to go check that out, you can. Uh, if you won something on the episode, which a bunch of the listeners who who I know via Twitter or Facebook uh, won a couple things, so I'm going to be sending all that stuff out very slowly. Um, it's a ton of work shipping wise, like shipping and handling. And it's very expensive. So I'm going to just take my time and ship the gifts out as the the months roll by so don't don't panic if you don't get anything right away and you know that you won uh send me a tweet if you want at mike maxwell art uh jill and i are organizing addresses i have a uh like a layout of everybody's names and the gifts and such so those will all be getting out to you guys soon um something i want to talk about hopefully it's not too dramatic or brings up drama but um there was a bunch of people that i met on the 24-hour podcast for the first time and not i guess not everybody knew me or you know whatever it doesn't matter but uh there was this guy alex cast um who i posted a video like i took a an an instagram video during the 24-hour podcast uh the guy he he's very funny. I 
I enjoyed uh, talking with him, but apparently I he put up a podcast the day after the 24-hour podcast that I happened to see the link because I followed him after I posted this video, and he talks about what had happened. So let me um, preface this in case you guys haven't seen the video on my Facebook or Twitter. Um, Alex offers to punch himself in the face for $5 in a very sort of like jackassy, like the show jackass kind of way um and you know people were offering to do all sorts of different things like uh one of the sample guys was offering to piss his pants um hey that was was it drew i think it was drew that was offering to piss his pants uh sniffing draws or, or lee donated his underwears it, it it was crazy like people were doing all sorts of crazy stuff so he offers to punch himself in the face for five bucks. Now, as somebody in uh, the martial arts community, I I can appreciate somebody punching themselves in the face. So nobody really said anything when he said it. He was like, oh, "I'll punch myself in the face for five bucks." And me, uh, me, I'm paraphrasing, but you can go back and look. And so anyway, he punches himself in the face, right? Pretty hard, like. He, cracked himself pretty good and i took a video of it and but i mean there's video of it online anyway so no big deal like i it was funny i thought he was hilarious uh i was on for a little while before i went to bed tuesday night so i guess the day after the 24-hour podcast he posted a podcast up of his own he does a show called the alex cast and <clears throat> Let me let me jump back a minute. I I have if pe- people who know my my Twitter and I think my Facebook too. My avatar image is a photo of me like it looks like I'm mean mugging, but that I have like resting bitchy face like that that meme that was going around. Like and in a big part of it is the fact that I have very thick eyebrows and I squint a lot. Not because I can't see, but because the sun affects my eyes a lot. So if I'm out in the sun, I'm squinting. Well, my my avatar for Twitter and Facebook both have me standing in a wife beater, uh, shoulder up like, you know, square photo. I'm in a wife beater because I'm actually in a tattoo shop, get about to get tattooed on my arm, and which I, I almost never wear wife beaters. I wear tank tops, though. I love tank tops. I was wearing one just yesterday in the middle of winter. Um, so I feel like sometimes there's this perception that I'm kind of like a hard ass, like maybe even a bully. Or like, like I think that sometimes people think that I'm angry when I'm not, when I might just be kidding. Um, so... And the reason I use those avatars is because the guy who was tattooing me, Ben Grillo, who has been on the show, is my favorite tattoo artist. And uh, <laughs> I posted on, on Twitter that I'm a fanboy of his. So, And it's true. Um, and hopefully he's going to be tattooing me soon. Uh, maybe before summer. So I went and I listened to this podcast that Alex Cast did. And... He kind of frames it in a strange like he so he talks about how it kind of like weirded him out that I posted the video because 
one of his friends or co-workers maybe, somebody that he knows, sent him a message saying, oh, you were on Mike Maxwell's Facebook or something. And I guess he didn't know that I have some followers or whatever or that I'm connected with Rogan and those guys or, or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. So he kind of like sets up this premise that we talks about not not listening to Rogan's show very much because of a sort of antagonistic kind of machismo uh, trolliness, maybe like an argumented argumentative trolliness, which and then it it feel and it, you know maybe it's just my perception of what happened. I could be totally wrong, but it kind of seems like he puts me into that same box to set up uh, the video being recorded and and put on my my Facebook and my Instagram or whatever. And he almost, he makes it seem like I convinced him into punching himself. Whereas I basically said very little except for that I would donate five bucks to see him punch himself in the face. Um, and that was after he offered to do it. And, and again, and there was somebody else, I think it was yuck, but somebody else also offered the five bucks after I did as well. So I, I kind of had a little bit of a problem with the way that uh, it was set up on his show. And I don't know if there's any listeners that listen to his show and listen to my show. But if you heard that and you thought the same thing, um, be careful. Because, you know, it's not hard. <laughs> he made it seem as though he was talking over me a bunch, which wasn't the case at all. Um, he felt some need... He, I think he built up some sort of thing in his head that made him think that I was angry with him for some reason and that my paying the $5 was a way to get back at him in some way for talking over me, which wasn't the case at all. It, in, in terms of you know, podcasts that have more than two or three people, there's going to be people overlapping, and I understand that as a podcaster. And I actually, if I know that I'm not getting through clearly if two people are talking, I'll go ahead and be quiet. It's not a problem. Um, and I don't get offended by it. I just know it's the nature of how it works in a group of people all trying to talk at once. Just It happens. Everybody knows not to squash each other, but sometimes two people, especially on Skype, because you can't hear the other person talking when you're talking. So a lot of that stuff happens. Um, so there was some weird misconception where it seemed to to me, listening, that he tried to frame me as kind of like a dickhead bully. And um, and I don't think that's the truth. I can be a dickhead bully. That's no problem. I, I, I'm capable. But in the present case, I don't feel like that was a real issue. And luckily... If you just go to the 24-hour podcast, you could find uh, the evidence of, of this. So I hope that he's gone back and maybe watched it. I know he talked about having some body dysmorphia issues and not liking how his face looked. And then maybe sort of becoming embarrassed that uh, I shared it with thousands of people, maybe. And that I can understand. But... As long as you put it in those contexts and not the context that I like convinced you to punch yourself in the face or that I was somehow manipulating it, um, which is kind of how it sounds. And again, I could be totally wrong. If not, I, I'm going to listen to his podcast. I think he's funny. He reminds me of a couple different people that I know. And 
I think he's entertaining. I hope he doesn't think that I that I hate him or whatever. But I definitely don't want to be. I don't want to be talked about in a. You know, I guess you can never. You can't really control it. You can't really control how people talk about you when you're not in the room. It's funny how it's so different. If how you could sort of judge how a person is uh, without them actually being there or knowing them that well, maybe. Uh, but we all do it. I mean, even I'm doing it now on some level, like trying to guess what his thinking was. But I didn't. I you know I didn't address it with him either. Maybe I feel like maybe we, talking about it via podcast is semi passive aggressive. But I didn't want to make him feel bad, and then maybe he'll just hear it himself um, on this episode. But I think he's cool. And he punched himself in the face really hard to help Yuck raise some money. So bravo. Your face is pretty, dude. Don't worry about it. He's really worried about his face. Um, ladies, if you're in Portland and you know the Alex cast, uh, go kiss him all over his face. Make him feel good. Yeah, so that's the 24-hour pot. And you know, it's kind. Of, now that I bring up, like, I probably shouldn't be negative, but like the beef end of things... I noticed there are some people in this community who I've had words with, and not in like a like a fighty way, but just in a disagreement of of sorts on uh, opinions and topics, which I'm well known for doing. I, I often call myself a contrarian. I'm trying. I've I've nipped it in the bud a little bit lately, but I definitely am prone to questioning people. Uh, you know taking unpopular opinions and making them my stance even when the rest of the group feels another way i'm that like 12th juror who thinks everybody's full of shit and they don't know what the fuck is up sometimes um so it was interesting to see how some of those folks were on the 24-hour podcast and we didn't interact at all even though we might have been on the line at the same time or if people were calling in at certain times, uh, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I looked too much into things, but it was it was kind of interesting. I had thought that maybe there were some people that were gonna uh, squash some beefs or bring some shit up, but didn't. And that goes back to that thing too—the safety of being on social media or behind a computer screen or in this case behind a microphone you can kind of say what it is that you want to say without much repercussions in terms of immediacy right like somebody could listen to this and then want to go back and then start shit or whatever or you know any podcast right but in the immediate moment that tension of not wanting to cause a scene or even just bring up something uncomfortable tends to to win out like that that avoidance of conflict wins out most of the time which obviously is probably better particularly in a in a benefit situation but that was just some of my thoughts on the 24 hour podcast again uh ray taylor's on vimeo it's on youtube i believe the videos are on youtube i know it's on vimeo for sure um if you're interested in checking that out, go do that. Uh, I think the Fund Me page is still up. It's GoFundMe.com slash YuckNasty with a double S because he puts the ass in nasty. That's his catchphrase. I didn't make that up. Copyrighted.
Yeah, so so that that's been on my mind the past week. I'm getting ready to do some competing in jujitsu. I've had this uh, dilemma. I don't know whether to cut weight or not cut weight. I'm in this I'm in this area where I either need to lose 15 pounds or just stay right around the same weight. But the problem is, if I stay right around the same weight, I may have to compete against guys who are actually much heavier than me and are cutting 15 pounds. So that's on my mind. I'm trying to uh, to eat really clean right now. And God damn it, if my stomach isn't just telling me, like, give me bread and sugar and pho and noodles and spaghetti and whatever I want and ice cream. But I'm trying to be disciplined for a little bit, keep my weight down, and get ready for this competition. I'm in the um, master's division, which is 30 and up, which seems so strange. Like, it feels like I was 21 just, you know a year ago almost um but so you know when you hit 34 35 you sort of come to the realization that you're all you're just about to the middle of the game about halfway through you put in a lot of work and uh you're about to double it up and then you die um and that's kind of scary like i think i don't know i've been thinking about it a lot and it's it's daunting i maybe scary isn't the right word it can be a little demoralizing but i was walking uh next to this restaurant just yesterday the day before and a group of people were coming out who had just been at a funeral um you could tell they were all dressed in all black and they had flowers and you could tell it was kind of like a mourning situation and they were just having a sort of a natural conversation about um in fact the one the one woman mentioned that she was turning 50 so they were talking about birthdays that she was turning 50 the next week. And I was thinking, oh, man, that's probably pretty hard. And the guy that was with her was an older gentleman, and he turned to her and he said, oh, you're still a baby. And so I thought, I was like, wow, I guess since I'm 34 that I'm just still an infant. And it seems like time time starts to speed up past, like, 25, it seems like. Um I don't know why that is, and you hear it all the time. It doesn't make any sense when you're young, but as you get older, it seems to happen. And so I heard him say that to this woman who was turning 50 the next week, and it gave me an incredible sense of comfort out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting. And so I want to thank that dude, <laughs> making me feel young like an infant for a moment. Um, but meanwhile, I'm, I wouldn't want to have to roll and play jujitsu with these young 22 23 year old kids who have all the stamina in the world which i don't know i i guess i skipped out on that fucking 20 year old stamina but now if i think back like it was there i was young once but i'm still a baby now um but i'm like baby adult that's what kind of happens baby adult until you're 50 then you just get old and wrinkle up no 50 is still a baby too just so everybody knows 60 is a baby we're just babies forever fuck it can we just be babies forever i think that's possible um i have some shows coming up i'm gonna do a big solo show in san francisco in may 
that I'm super stoked on. I think I've been going over titles. I think I'm going to call it the span of my attention. And it has to do with, you know, being so ADD. And I, I just use that term because everybody knows it. The reality is, is that I get really bored with topics after a particular amount of time. Uh, I have to be always challenged, always entertained, um, or I get fed up. And not only that, like I almost like I do something for a while and then I forget I'm doing that thing because I'm busy doing some other thing. So this has really been how my life has been forever. And instead of trying to like wrangle it all in, I thought, why not just be my be my total self? You know, that's something that we've been talking about on the show, like doing exactly what it is that you want. And I've, I've been doing that lately. I'm, besides like commission work and, you know, illustrative work, the paintings that I'm making right now, I'm just going to make whatever it is that I want with very little care as to how I think it will be perceived because I never know. It's It's impossible for me to guess. And it's actually, it's caused me a lot of stress and like, pain suffering like when i expect a group of people to like something and and maybe they the reaction isn't the same one that i expected and you know like putting too much credit into uh what happens afterwards so i'm gonna do this show and i'm just gonna fucking fill the space up and be crazy um i I hope to be in san francisco for at least a week in five days so I can run around, eat burritos in the mission, see all your San Francisco lovely faces that I haven't seen in so long. Even though all of you have now moved to Los Angeles. So I could go up and see you whenever. Uh, I also have a show in Montreal coming up on the 29th. Uh, it's a still life show. I did this skull uh, still life of a pre uh homo sapien skull i I don't want it's not it's not a neanderthal because the brow isn't that big but it's somewhere in between neanderthal skull and a human skull (coughs) so that'll be up in uh gallery 16 in montreal on the 29th and my san francisco show is going to be at the nowheresville gallery uh 14th street in san francisco what else is going on? Just have I have some stuff up, up, two pieces up at Subtext in San Diego. If you're in San Diego, go check them out. Um, did I talk about the edibles? I did a little bit at the beginning, huh? Goddamn edibles don't do fucking shit for me. I take one and it's like nothing. And here these people are having like psychedelic experiences like they ate mushrooms. Like they're tripping the fuck out and having these crazy experiences. And I have no idea why. Well, no idea why my body isn't having the same thing. Besides my high THC tolerance, obviously. But it's a different sort of mechanism. It, 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 our body metabolizes it. Maybe that's not the right word. But I think it, it, uh, it uses it in a different way than if you're smoking cannabis. But I had to get a bag of weed. Just not enough in the edibles. And even the ones that like people are like, Oh, shit, you're going to be in La La Land. And I was in reality not that there's anything wrong with reality i like being in reality too um 
Speaking of reality, I've been watching a bunch of relationship movies. Just watched a, a Coen Brothers film last night called Romance and Cigarettes. Fucking biz- And it was written by John Turturro and the Coen Brothers. I'm pretty sure it's both of them. Maybe it was just one of them. I don't know. Uh, and it was a bizarre film. But I've been just watching a lot of films based on like the the man woman relationships and, and like how families work. I find that those are the most interesting films to me. But um, if you want to watch a weird film, that if you like uh, Coen Brothers films, and I had never heard of it, which was kind of surprising because I've seen almost all of the Coen Brothers movies. Uh, romance and cigarettes very strange it's musical has a bunch of like all the good actors that are always in their films are in there um what else did i watch i just watched uh oh what the fuck is the guy's name i never there's a movie out called newlyweds shit i forget the dude's name he's new york boston guy he film he, he's a director and a writer and he also acts in all his movies god damn it one of those names that you don't know, you know the name and you know the actor, but you don't know the actor is named the name. That happens for me a lot. My memory is so fucking shitty. Um, let's get cannabis legalized. Let's do it. we got a Super Bowl coming up and both cities, both states that have the football teams have legal cannabis for adult, adult use, non-medical I'd like to see California go that way. It'd be interesting to see as we get into the new election cycle, which should be happening soon, I guess. We had some issues here, like dispensaries getting shut down again in San Diego, like the feds acting like dicks. And, you know, I just, there's a video on my Facebook, if you go, if you find me, Mike Maxwell Art on Facebook, of the goddamn DEA director talking about legalization. I just want to grab his stupid little bald head. Actually, his head is kind of big. <coughs> Go watch that. He, they use an analogy saying that there's more dispensaries than there are Starbucks. And the stupid goddamn DEA doesn't even realize that using that analogy is basically saying, well, there's more drugstores than there are drugstores. As if caffeine... And sugar aren't a, a drug, which, in fact, if you look at it, uh, caffeine is I would is safe to say is much more dangerous than cannabis or THC if we're using the actual item or whatever the actual substance. So, go watch that video on my Facebook and get mad and think our political system has got to change. I I'm hoping I'm hopeful. That as the people who have grown up in my time frame and maybe the time frame just behind mine or the generation move into these positions of power and change these fucking assholes. Because it's like they're stuck in 1954. It's, it's mind boggling. It, like you hear them talk like some of these guys that are in their 60s sitting on the Senate and women obviously women too obviously are batshit fucking crazy and we pretend like we vote them in it's it fucking drives me nuts um i don't want to admit do i turn this into a political rant i think i can i think i can no let's not 
Let's remember the 24-hour podcast. Fuck politicians. Fuck Big Brother. Fuck, like, this big federal government oversight of everything that exists in our lives. Fuck them listening to our phone calls, our tweets, our fucking Facebook messages. Fuck them for looking at your dick pics that you send on Snapchat or your... What's the... Is there vag pics? Tit pics? Dick pics just rhymes too good, so it makes sense. Is there a word for for the the female version? Vag pics. That's what it's going to be from now on. Somebody hashtag that. If you hear this, just hashtag vag pics. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Fuck them for just even getting into our business. And let's try to make it... Maybe if in utopia land... Um, we do like what we did for the 24-hour podcast. We involve each other in each other's lives. And don't don't expect a big business, a big corporation, a big government to do these things that we are perfectly capable of, capable of doing for ourselves. And maybe that's a good spot to end it. I just babbled for 40 minutes. It's fucking crazy. All right. Um... If you want to send producer Lex any condolences, please do so. Uh, you can find him on Facebook at producer Lex. On there's a like page and also uh, on Twitter. And you can follow me at Mike Maxwell if you want to send me a nice message or whatever. You could do that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever. Follow the Live Free Podcast at Live Free Podcast. You could donate to the show if you want. I thought you could help me uh, by donating, and I could send out all these gifts to people faster. Shipping is goddamn expensive. I have at least a few hundred dollars worth of shipping to do. So, again, if you guys want anything, be patient. And I think that's it. I'm going to um, go eat some pho. Even though I just said I'm trying to eat clean, I'm going to go eat it anyway. Because right now, I'm fucking starving. Having a liquid diet of just smoothies and fruit and veggies, mostly. It's making me feel like I'm crumbling up. My stomach is turning. So I'm going to go eat some food. I hope you guys have a lovely week and a beautiful weekend. If you need anything, you can email me. Info at Mike Maxwell Art. Say hi. Um, I'm, I was going to go, I'm going to go get a PO box maybe this week. If you got, I like, I like mail. If you guys want to send in letters or if you got something that you want me to see or, uh, gold, you want to send some gold, you could do that. Diamonds, um, things that are legal to send via the mail. I don't think you can send batteries and, or perfumes or maybe they cost you more. No perfume. I don't need it. Um. So I'll I'll get that set up here this week. And I guess that's it. So have a beautiful week. And we will see you next Thursday. I'm going to try to get Allie and Alan back on the show. Um, Both of them I'm really excited to talk to. So unfortunately, sorry to them for not being able to get them on. um, But we'll get everything set up next week. And it'll be wonderful. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes and do all the fun shit. All right. Do whatever you want. If you want to wear sunglasses indoors, you can. There's no rules. 
do whatever you want. You know what you, the rule, the rules and no rules is don't hurt anybody. You know when you're fucking shit up. Just do what you want. Don't let nobody dictate what this life is supposed to be for you. You can make that choice. Alright? I love you guys. Kisses. And see you later. Sometimes in our lives We all have pain We all have sorrow But if we are wise We know that there's Always tomorrow Lean on me Tell me.